Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Wait, wait, wait. Let me change this up just a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Good eye, everybody. <laughs> good eye, good eye. What is that? Is that uh, a, a, a Texas, a, a country Brit? Is that what we have going on? It's a country Brit. I'm trying. I'm trying. Because uh, <laughs> said he didn't like Okay. Okay. I'll go back to the album. Okay. Carry, no, 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 carry on, carry on, carry on, carry on. I, 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 you may even lose my step, woman. I'm, I'm either country or British, <laughs> and I won't be both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm already sweating, this woman. Well, anyway, <laughs> Deborah, there we go. <laughs> now we're Australian. All right, here we go. Here we go, Frankie. Oh, hey, muscle. The number one. You see what I'm doing here? It's like <laughs> all over the globe. <laughs> <laughs> the number one drug free spoon cell ship foundation in total in mundo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having too much fun with these. Anyway, that's all right. If you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on and a vehicle to drive, you go like what, that's all right. <laughs> like a Mack truck through the creme glacé. <laughs> Magnifique. I love it, I tell you. And everyone. <laughs> Check us out at p4pmuscle.com. And now let's talk with the chit-chatter. Desiree, what is up with you guys? <laughs> I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out where we are in this little little around the world in 80 days that we got going on. But I'm pretty sure we wound up I in Jamaica. So hey, I, I, am, I am okay, okay with that. But, you know, so here's the thing. I have to do a little catching up here because I have not been in communique with the boys from P4P Muscle in a little bit. And I feel like maybe I've missed out on something, um, you know, that may or may not be going on with uh, P4P Undefeated, KP. So I need to know, do you have any inside knowledge that you can be sharing with us? Or do we just have to wait until the next mic drop? We have to wait till the next mic drop because they, they're trying to keep everything. I, I don't know if you've noticed this, but there's a lot of piggybacking off of the ideas that are stemming from the undefeated show, and a lot of promoters are trying to pick it up and say it's their own. And, you know, granted, that's fine if they want to do that. If they didn't think of it and somebody else did and they want to use it now because they can afford it, hey, I'm all happy for it. But it's like some things they wanted to actually keep strictly for the show itself. So they basically went into silence in some of the things. And I know you hate silence, Ray, but not that kind of silence, okay? So don't kill me just yet. <laughs> but anyway, there's a lot of things going on that they want to keep to be a, a surprise to the, to the guests, the audience, and to the competitors themselves. So a lot of things they basically kept, uh, kept to themselves about because what they're seeing is, like, everyone is basically stepping on their ideas and claiming it for themselves. So 
So that's where oh, yeah. we are right now. That, but it's still going to be a big show. It's still going to be ho cho, and you know, you know how I feel about that ho chunk. <laughs> that whole chunk. We all love us some whole yes. chunk. So we're looking forward to it. Yes. Hope to see as many of you as possible chunk. out there. August 11th, Wisconsin Dells, P for P undefeated. But uh, so there you have it. So I guess we're all going to be waiting on pins and needles until the next mic drop. But uh, but that's okay. That that's me. That's me. Got to be ready, getting ready for the show. So, uh, and the KP will be there as well. So Midwest Muscle will be well represented. P for P Real Talk going to be doing some interviews. So it is going to be some good, good stuff. But, hey, no worries, because we have plenty of other shows that we can be talking about. In fact, we're going to be talking with one of the overalls from the Chi-Town Showdown. And, you know, my heart goes out because it's bikini overall. But before we get to her, I have to give a shout-out. I am looking at the map of uh, our listenership around the world. So, you know, we're always talking about our international friends and family. So I got to bring it back to the U.S. and say, what's up, Americans? Thanks for tuning in and listening. Um, We've got our Aussies out there, United Kingdom, New Zealand, Puerto Rico. I know we have... uh, several Asian countries as well, which I don't have all of those broken down in front of me. But uh, thanks, guys. I just want to say thank you. This has truly grown to be an international show. We've got to get back on the ball and get some more international athletes on our show. So we're definitely going to be working on that over the next couple of months. But uh, just thanks, guys, for uh, sharing P4P Real Talk around the world. Much love to all of you. You're the reason we keep growing, so uh, do continue to talk to us. Let us know the topics you want to hear about, the athletes you want to hear from, and we will do our best to make it happen for you. Isn't that right, O'Patterson, O'Kellen, or O'Kellen of the O'Patterson clan? How about that? (laughs) I totally agree. I really do. And didgeridoo and all of those good sorts of words. Um, so anyway, enough with that silliness. Kaylin Patterson, you were at the Chi-Town Showtown, so set us up tonight and uh, introduce our guests for us. Well, uh, you know, I, I we had uh, uh, the, uh, that Cinco de Mayo was Cinco de Jerico. <laughs> because we were like Scooby-Doo all over the place, and my heart it was in two places. One because you hashtag uh, jelly because I couldn't be in Peoria because of uh, special guests. Uh, you know, you know how it is. Yeah, but, Ernestine Shepard, the Guinness Book of World yeah, Records yeah. oldest yeah. female bodybuilder and number one sweetheart in real life. Uh huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, yeah. carry on. You got bragging rights, but look, I'll go to the hashtag swords. Thank you, and we'll just enjoy that as well. Because I got to stand right next to him, and you know I'm talking about the Shytown Showdown, the only show that uses authentic, handcrafted, premium Arnold Schwarzenegger, Conan the Barbarian, Shira the Desiree Goddess of Power, all of that stuff. 
Yeah, I'm talking about the Chi-Town Showdown. And Joe Perez rocks the house again. He does what he's going to do, and he sets his mind. He makes it a family affair, truly a family affair, and he covered all the bases this time once again. And it was just a lot of fun, a lot of energy. I mean, he was a lot of things going on that, you know, he just did not expect to happen. But, hey, he, they find a way to get through it, and we did. And actually had uh, Joe Manny come down to do his P4P booth, and that was a nice surprise because I sure didn't expect that until the last minute. So that was a definite plus. And then have everybody there looking the way they look which was surprising because, you know, usually when you have uh, competition like you do the year before, a lot of times some competitors don't want to be competitive and step back out there. There was a lot, a lot, I mean, a great deal of return competitors wanting to basically challenge the best to win those swords and trophies. And I was just blown away at the level of competition because, honestly, you know, when you have somebody like Desiree competing, I mean, wow, what are you going to do? So, you know, I was really impressed with that. And then, lo and behold, the classes were just stacked. And, then, like, I'm looking at five, six, seven competitors on stage, and they're really looking really good. I mean, you always, you know, on the amateur side, you're going to always have one or two that basically didn't understand what competitive shape stage looks like as compared to Jim looking nice in a in a T-shirt. But, I mean, most for most of the part, it was just hands down stacked. And we got to see one, and I, well, I'll save that for her. We'll talk about that part later because there was a predictive point there and uh, kind of some well-wishing, and I know she knows what I'm talking about, but we'll cover that in a minute. <laughs> Well, I'm talking about the overall bikini winner, Stacey Lynn, and she basically had a stack deck as well. So, you know, nobody had, had it handed to them easily. It was really a lot of competitive sides to it. Uh, men's bodybuilding actually had a bodybuilder that looked bodybuilding like the, the old guard, not the uh, undersized uh, people that we're getting a lot of complaints about on the show. So I'm going to introduce Stacy, and she's going to talk about what she had to deal with and some of the things that happened on her behalf while the show was going and then after and then that special day, uh, special Mother's Day present she had to give. So, Stacy, how you doing? Hey, how are you? I'm doing just we fine. We are <laughs> fantastic. Why don't you go Good. ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? All right. Hey, my name is Stacy. Um, I'm 23 years old, and I'm an elementary school teacher during the day what? <laughs> and bodybuilder <laughs> by night, believe it or not. Um, I teach third grade, and I love it, but I love lifting too. So definitely have my hands full all day, every day, but I wouldn't have it any other way. So that's a little bit about me. Super excited to be talking to you guys and answering questions about the show because I cannot stop thinking about it and looking at pictures and watching videos and just reliving that night over and over again because it was amazing. All right. Well, kind of step us through it. What? Talk, tell us how competition day went for you from beginning and just walk us through all these little caveats that Kaylin has alluded to. 
Sure. Yeah. Well, leading up to show day, it was crazy. I prepped for 14 weeks. Like I said, I'm a school teacher, so prepping during that was kind of rough during the school day, but it flew by. I couldn't even believe that I prepped for that long, and the show was over and done with before I could even believe it. But leading up to show day, um, it was Saturday, May 5th. I had to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning for my makeup appointment, which was at 4 o'clock in the morning, and I had to drive to the hotel where we got our spray tans done the night before after check-in. So after getting my makeup done, that took probably about an hour-ish after my tanning touch-up and stuff like that. Um, I went back home. I didn't get my first meal until about 6.30, so I was kind of crabby and hungry, but I was so excited to have everything coming together. I felt amazing. Shout out to Catherine. She was amazing. Um, Check her out on Facebook, Instagram. Her makeup skills are amazing, along with her tans. So 6.30 rolls around. I finally got my first meal, which was three ounces of beef jerky and two rice cakes and eight ounces of water. That was it. Oh, man. Man. (laughs) Yeah, it was was rough. Um, And then we were on our way to the meeting for the athletes, which was around nine. Um, It was exciting, overwhelming to see everyone in their tans and just meeting at the school, um, talking to some athletes behind scenes, seeing where they came from, kind of eyeing the competition, if you know what I mean, just scoping people out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I finally got my second meal at 930, which was, Um, one ounce of beef jerky, three rice cakes, and only four ounces of water. So at this point, you're super dehydrated, super cut, super shredded, but super ready and pumped for everything that's about to come. Um, Like you said, Joe Perez was the sponsor, and he was talking to us about everything, kind of giving us the lowdown. Um, So that lasted about till 9.30, 9.45, And then, believe it or not, the show was starting, and it was the morning show already. And they give you about 15 minutes until you go on stage, so you have to pump up, lift those weights real quick. Um, My trainer luckily gave me a half of a candy bar to make my veins Mm. and things like that. So that was amazing. (laughs) After not having anything for 14 weeks, it tasted like I can't even describe the uh, taste. It was just beautiful. And it was only half. <laughs> that kind of stinks. But um, so then I, my first class was novice, and I was super shaky at first. I'm not going to lie. I did have a little stumble on stage doing the turnaround, the quarter turns, but nothing too major. It was just nerve-wracking because I hadn't stepped on stage in two years. Um, and then they compared us, and I was with – four other ladies who were gorgeous and just as defined and pristine. So that was nerve wracking to be against them, but um, I was able to do my tea walk and I just felt amazing. I came off stage and just like was so excited just because it felt amazing. Um, So then I had to wait, unfortunately, because I competed in bikini tall, which was dead last because I'm 5'10". So 
that kind of stunk a little bit because I had to wait until all the guys went, the bodybuilders, the masters, everything else in between, and I was dead last. But it was amazing because I got to do my tea walk again, which I was super excited about. Um, And then, believe it or not, the morning show was over and done with. And then my trainer let me go and get a burger from Portillo's, which was even better. (laughs) It was amazing. (laughs) Um, And then we had to be back at the night show. Um, by 4.30, so there was a little bit of um, downtime. I got to take a quick nap, which was really nice, just kind of hang out. And then the night show was amazing. It was so fun. I can't even contain my excitement. I'm still excited about it. And we got to do our walkthroughs again. And lo and behold, they announced winners. And I pretty much rocked the show, if I do say so myself. And then the night was over, and I couldn't believe it. And I was so upset because it was over with. And it it was just, it was such an amazing night. I can't even describe it. Like, it was just an unforgettable night, to say the least. It sounds like it was a pretty, pretty amazing experience. KP, so we've heard Stacy's take on it. Um, What else, what do you got to add to it? Well, you know, I I know she didn't know this, but I've been around the industry for a long time. And this group will not sound familiar to you, but they will bring back a memory of 2010 when uh, you and I were doing uh, at at the Great Lakes Supernatural because he brought a group up there, and he also brought a group in 2012 at the Great Lakes Supernatural, and they basically ran shop through that place because Body by Ivory is a, a gym and a coach. He, the guy's name is Ivory, and he doesn't allow anyone from his group. And he brings about 20 to 30 competitors when he comes out. I mean, they basically are a team. They unite together, and they, they prep for, you know, not a certain show, but when all of them are peaked and ready, he'll bring them to a show, basically like uh, Leif Anderson or, uh, you know, a, a John Gorman where he's bringing five or six, at, but, you know, Body by Ivory and uh, Lee brings maybe 20. So it's, it's a lot of competitors that are showing up, and Stacy had to go up against a lot of those ladies. And I'm telling you, it was not an easy feat because basically it seemed like being back there getting ready for interviews, all I was interviewing was Body by Ivory. And he did win the, the team trophy, by the way, which uh, kind of wounds me because I was sure hoping that we'd have one last gasp uh, with uh, the five-star fitness crew since it's now become the Body Academy. So, you know, it it wasn't easy for her, and there was a lot of winners uh, coming back from Body by Ivory, male and female. So, you know, it just seemed like this is going to be uh, another run for the roses for Body by Ivory, and lo and behold, you have uh, Stacey coming in there, and basically, like she said, which is true bikini fashion, and she has to think this way to our listeners who think, you know, wow, she's that's a heck of a statement to make. If you don't have stage presence, you don't compete in bikini, okay? Then I right. do mean that literally because you will get walked off the stage real quick by basically being humble, uh, soft, and hidden. That is not what bikini is all about. You have to earn that stage. You have to work that stage, and you have to basically own it. So it, she's not saying anything out of character with that class and that category. So, yeah, she has to be the one. 
And Des, pass it over to you because you can speak on that a lot better than me. No, I think you covered it pretty well. And uh, since this show is about Stacy Lee, Lynn, sorry, um, I'll keep my comment short, but I second definitely what Kaylin has to say. And, you know, pretty much any class, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. You have to be ready to get on stage and, and hold your own and be prepared yes. to be looked at. And that doesn't come natural to everyone. It doesn't even really come natural to me. I think that's the reason why I really dislike the T-Walk, but uh, I'm working on it becoming my favorite thing instead of the thing that I, you know, like the least <laughs> when it comes to competing. Because that's, I mean, that's what's either going to send you home with hardware or send you home without, you know. So you just have to be prepared for that and uh, just be prepared to work for it if that's not who you are naturally. And with that being said, um, Stacey, we've got some listener questions rolling in, so I want to go ahead and start to get some of these out there. Um, Sheila wants to know how you balance gym life and school life without being burnt out by one or the other. Oh, my goodness. It is the hardest thing probably I've ever encountered. Um, I get up at 5.45 um, every morning to eat breakfast, get ready for my work day, make sure my bag's packed. Um, I go, I teach third grade, so that's eight, nine, ten-year-olds, and they are balls of energy. They just don't stop ever. So I'm constantly on my feet um, just going with them. I have my protein shakes when I can, slam those down in a matter of like two seconds, um, get back to teaching, uh, my teaching day doesn't end until 3, and then I come home, eat my pre-workout meal. Luckily, it's not too heavy. It's just rice cakes, so it's easy on my stomach, and I'm able to go to the gym, do what I need to do, lift, do cardio, um, come home if I need to grade them, and then I'll eat my post-workout and whatever else I need to, and then by 8 o'clock, 8.30, I am dead tired. I'm dead to the world. But it is the best sleep I get ever because I'm just so tired. But I was so determined for this show. I had a countdown, believe it or not, for an entire year. Um, I've been going to this show for years between friends and family competing there. Um, so I've, I've been around this show for a couple of years. And I actually wanted to do it last year, but I just graduated from college and I was student teaching. So all of that was too too hectic to balance with dieting because your mind has to be 100% with it. And so I couldn't do it, but my determination was sky high. I had a countdown for an entire year, so that countdown was my motivation. I even um, took a screenshot of the sword and the trophy and had it as my phone bathroom. Oh, stop So it. I could look at my phone, and I was so uh. determined that my determination kind of took over that that lack of energy, I guess you could say. Um, so if you're determined enough, your motivation will take over and just help you push through. I mean, I'm not going to say it was easy by any means. There were days where I wanted to give up and just say, I can't do this, but my determination took over, and I said, I'm going to compete and I'm going to dominate. So you just kind of have to have that mindset and be in a positive state the whole time and just let your motivation lead you to where you need to go. So hopefully that helps. Well, you go, girl. That's right. Well, and you. it worked. It worked for <laughs> it you. Did. Uh, next question is from Jill. 
she's asking, as a teacher, how do you explain to your students about your body changes in diet, and did it ever become an issue for your coworkers? Well, I didn't necessarily tell my students that I was, quote, unquote, competing because they're not, they don't understand. They're still in that young mindset where they don't understand fitness. They know that I'm, I go to the gym. They ask me about my muscles all the time. They, they ask me if I go to the gym all the time, and they're curious about that. And I just tell them that I work out because it's important that you're healthy. So I'm kind of leading them to that healthy lifestyle. I don't necessarily give them full descriptions of I'm doing a bikini competition. I just stick along the lines of you need to drink water, you need to eat healthy, and just be aware of your body. Um, so I kept it more third grade appropriate rather than adult terminology. Um, as far as my yeah. coworkers, um, they understood. Um, it was very hard at first because with all the teaching treats, I guess you can say that teachers bring into the lounge and the lunches and everything that was very hard to pass on. But like I said earlier, my motivation and my drive was so with it that I didn't even care that I couldn't partake in those lunches. Um, at first, uh, they didn't really understand some of them, but once I explained it to them and they really did see that I was serious, they kind of backed off and let me do me and they stopped asking me to eat and stop with the comments um, and things that, people don't understand say like oh it's just one cookie or it's just one piece of pizza well yeah but that's not in my diet so once you kind of just lay the ground rules and then they start to realize that you're serious they kind of back off and let you just do you so they understood after a while but now they're like oh can you eat it now and I'm just like uh no reverse diet that's a thing so, <laughs> so. you know th there's certain things that I had noticed and you know, I, I have to bring this up because, you know, we do get uh, – I remember when we had Marissa on and, and she had uh, had just had someone that just kept messaging because she was really frustrated with, you know, all the success that Marissa was going through. And, and I was just kind of baffled by that. And I, I was messaging Desiree because I did not want to put those questions on air. We dealt with them. But they were just so negative, and they were so, um, I guess, you know, not, not becoming of someone who is supportive of being fit. You see, you, you think me, being fit is both mental and physical, and there is a right. mental reward from, you know, staying healthy. So I was just very shocked by that. And I, I think uh, Dad wasn't as shocked because she's had to deal with the, the, the feminine ego side uh, much more than me, obviously. I just have long hair, but I do care. Um, so it was just kind of odd that, you know, it, with with someone doing so well and working so hard, like you said, you know, it, it 14 weeks doesn't sound like a long time unless you have to live it. And it's an everyday, day-to-day -day thing. So, you know, when you have that negativity arise and you have to be ready to compete and you have to deal with, like you said, your own profession, which is teaching uh, young minds and molding them, hopefully, to be just as positive and progressive, <laughs> how do you maintain that balance to where it doesn't basically topple you over mentally to where everything struggles because you're not balancing it all out correctly? That's another thing. Um, being a female, it is hard to keep that balance of mindset and mentality and 
positivity. Like there were times where I cracked under pressure and had a breakdown, but I said, you know what, I'm stronger than this. I'm better than this. I even made kind of like a little dream board thing and put positive quotes on it and looked at it every single day and told myself, I am worth it. I can do this because people are so rude and so negative and they don't understand, but you kind of just have to look past that and tell them, you know, tell yourself that you are worthy, you are doing this, this is the life you were given, and, you know, it's just you versus you, it's you versus anyone else, so just being that positive person and constantly reminding yourself why you started and why you're doing it, I mean, that's what I do personally, I just tell myself why I started, where I came from, and because of that, I'm mentally stronger than I've ever been before, and that's because of competing and because of weightlifting. It's made me who I am today, which is amazing, and I yeah. owe it all to weightlifting. <laughs> so yeah. it's just you versus you and through the haters. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. <laughs> all righty. Our next question is from Dana. And uh, she wants to know, you know, competing at a high level, how does show day prep um, differ from gym prep? Oh, gosh, show day prep is a completely different story. Like, your excitement, your every, like, you're on edge, but you're excited, you're, you're anxious, you have so many emotions, like, that adrenaline just keeps you going. I mean, that show day, I think I maybe had 16 ounces of water. So Cottonmouth is beyond real show day. It's disgusting. But, <laughs> I mean, it keeps you going compared to my 14-week-long prep where I was able to drink as much water as I wanted, but my diet was super strict. It didn't change at all, which kind of helped me. I was able to – my trainer and I worked it out where it was an easy to um, follow schedule with my school schedule. Um, but I would recommend – figuring out what works best for you and stick with that. Um, but it's completely different from show day. Show day is just a whole whirlwind of different emotions and feelings. And, but that your adrenaline kicks in and before you know it, it's over with, like it just goes by so fast. Whereas your prep, you're like, Oh my God, it's only week two. I have 13 more to go or whatever it is. But they're so different, but show day, everything comes down to how hard you worked and you look back how far you had to prep and what you had to do, and it just makes it so worth it, if that makes sense. <laughs> oh, it sure does. It sure does. And uh, so, and Dana has a follow-up question to that, so thanks for answering. Sure. And hopefully, Dana, you've got a good feel for the difference from Stacy's perspective. But she's also wondering, um, you know, there has to be a mental drop-off and mental motivation that happen on random days. So, you know, those days you were talking about where you just oh, weren't definitely. feeling it. How were you able to make it through and still teach when you hit those roadblocks? Well, teaching, I mean, I knew I wanted to be a teacher since I was in second grade. So I'm, um, the teaching aspect, it's just, you got to do what you got to do. It's your job. You know, everybody has their job. Not every single day you're going to love of your job, but you just do it to do it. Same thing with your workout. I mean, you're not going to be motivated every single day. You just do what you can do. I mean, there were days where I was only lifting five to 10 pounds because I was just so exhausted, but you know, you push through, you do what you can do. 
and you say, I did it. You go back the next day and push through even harder. I mean, you're going to have better days, and you need to push hard on those better days to kind of make up for those not-so-good days. Um, I mean, even as someone who's been lifting for years, I still have those days where I'm just like, I don't want to go. But you go just because you have goals. You have things that you're determined to do. I like that answer. (laughs) You do it. You can. You get in. You get out. And that's pretty much it. You go back in harder the next day. And whenever you have that energy, you pump back up, go as hard as you can. And it's kind of a cycle. I mean, it's just, it's a vicious cycle, but it's an amazing one. <laughs> I, I like that answer. That's very well said. I, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm smiling on that one. That, that was a good one. Yes. <laughs> that's so okay. true. And we've all been there. We've all been there. Now, um, this one is actually for, uh, this is a two-stage because we have, uh, have some winners in the house. And this one is dealing uh, with, Basically, well, I'll just ask it and, and let you know who it's from, but it's directed for both you and this. And so it says, when <clears throat> when does winning the overall uh, placing become real in your mind? Uh, Stacey, I'll let you go first. Oh, gosh. It became real the second they said my number. I couldn't believe it. I just. I was on cloud nine. Like I had, I actually had people tell me that they were sitting where they could see me backstage, just jumping up and down. And I, I couldn't contain my excitement. Like it just, oh gosh, it was so crazy. I mean, I don't think it really hit me until I was on stage, like holding my sword. And I was like, oh my God, I did it. Like, and then from then on, then on out, I just, that's all I could think about. Like, I look at my trophies every day. I watch videos every day. It's just, I, I still haven't come off cloud nine. I don't know if I ever will. <laughs> Maybe I will. I don't know. But it's just, the second they called my name, it just became amazing because I was so determined for an entire year. I told myself, I will get that sword. And I did. And it just, everything fell into place. And it was just, such an amazing feeling, and I wish I could relive it, relive it every single day. <laughs> I mean, that is awesome. Who Who is asking the question for us, Kaylin? Andrea. Andrea, okay. Um, you know, I... I I don't know what point it actually becomes real because, I mean, even just winning your class, that is like, whoa, I did it, you know, yeah. um, especially if you've been in the position where you, where you didn't win your class, and I've been in both sides of that equation. And then, you know, it's just kind of like a step-by-step process because then you've won your class, and then you have to go out and actually compete for the overall. So it's like staying in that mental game to compete against the winners of the other classes and just, you know, continuing to try to do your best and be on point. And all I can say is that it was just um, just a very calm feeling. You know, I didn't know that I was going to win, but I just had it in my mind. I mean, well, I never go into a competition thinking I'm not going to win, but I just knew that I had done my best and that, you know, whatever happened was going to happen. And then finally when they announced second place and it wasn't me, it was just like, oh, my gosh, did it. 
And so I don't, I don't know. I mean, for other competitors, it might be different, but I don't, uh, you know, you know, take anything for granted until they actually announce that I'm the winner. And then it's like, nice. I'm praise the Lord. So there you have it. So there you have it. Although I have to say, so Stacy, and I say this all the time, that I have sword envy because I have yet to win a sword, even though I may have been an overall winner. I still have that elusive sword that's out there just kind of hanging over me right now. Uh, Linda wants to know, since I don't have one of my own, but, you know, I sneak on stage and check them out when I get the chance. <laughs> she wants to Uh-oh. know, are the swords as sharp as Des and KP keep saying? Um, yes and no. It's not sharp enough to, like, hurt somebody, but they're pretty sharp for a sword. Um, they had, I actually won two. I won the novice, oh. uh, the one for novice. Oh, darn. <laughs> and then I won the overall one. And the overall one is heavy. <laughs> like, that thing is heavy, beyond belief. Um. And it was on a stand, but they didn't let me take the stand home. So we had to go find the boxes that it came in. <laughs> so, but they're not sharp enough to hurt yourself, but they are, they're pretty, uh, I'm pretty proud of it. That's definitely, I'm so proud. They're amazing. And it was a goal of mine and I did it. And it's amazing. <laughs> No doubt, no doubt. Now, I, I'm going to walk this back a little bit because, you know, we are, are you know, these, the, well, about the sharpness of the swords, and I, I think that's something that uh, as a promoter he had to take into consideration because I was there the first year that they had them, and there was the college class kid that won, and, of course, he had to basically unsheathe the sword and, you know, swing it around. He ended up cutting himself. <laughs> So I think that's where oh, gosh. Yeah, and uh, basically because uh, Joe Perez is a, a sword aficionado. Of course, he, he grew up with the Conan movies and all these, uh, you know, uh, throwback Highlander and all that kind of stuff. So he's a big fan of those, and he was as about as authentic as could be. And I think that's when he started stepping back on the sharpness of the blade because he realized, you know, as much as he might love them and, and respect them, that not everyone that was winning would. And, I, you know, so I think that's when he started stepping back. But also that feeling that you guys are talking about, I've, you know, it, it amazes me when people talk about politics and you know she was going to win. And I'm saying if first place is first place, then, yes, they should win. So, you know, and I, I'm just amazed at the people that are basically throwing their hands up and saying I was robbed and I was cheated because I didn't win. And I'm saying if you're not first place and you win, then that's politics. So, you know, you're actually uh, speaking against yourself when you complain about not winning because really in in, in reality you should not have. So like Des is saying, and like they said, you don't know. You do not know until that number is called. It it just doesn't happen the way – I mean, like it, it, in a movie it sounds good, where all right, everybody knew who was going to win, and then when the name was announced, it's basically just finishing off the script. But in reality, you don't know. And it's so crazy to hear that. I, I don't know who screams more 
the people that are supporting the person are the person <laughs> that basically is on stage winning. But it is an uproar that you can't imagine when, when that moment happens. And I, I just want everyone, if you could, when you compete, do like Stacey said, make it a goal, but make it reality where you do the work to reach the goal. Because just saying, I'm going to win this thing and put a post-it on your refrigerator and say it every day, that's not enough. There's a lot of things that go in between that day. That, that hashtag that you say, this show day starts, and this is when I start my prep. Those are two different worlds. And if you don't understand that, and if you don't step into that reality, then you don't get the reality of the goal of winning. It's just not working out that way to put a post-it on your refrigerator and then, you know, basically rub your fingers across it and say, I'm going to win this show, and then go have a slice of pizza. That's not how it works. There's a lot of work. There's a lot of craziness. There's a lot of insanity. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of stuff, and it's not for everybody. And, I, I'm, you know, just like I said, I say this a lot of times, for basketball, for football, it's not for every individual. You have to realize, you know, if this is something that relates to you and your life, because there's a lot that has to go in it, just like any other sport. And if you're not ready to lay it down like both ladies have said, then you will be laid out and you will not be first place. Des? No, you've got it. You've got it. So, But while we're talking about awards here, you know, one of the perks, not every – Maybe not every promoter does this, but I think pretty much all of you across the board is, uh, you know, your overalls wind up on a poster, and that's that's a pretty awesome thing. And so Carla wants to know, Stacy, how surreal is it knowing that you are going to be on the poster for the 2019 Chi-Town Showdown? Oh, wow. And that yeah. part hasn't really hit me yet. I mean, I'm sure when I see it, I'll be like, oh, my God, that's me. But, like, it, I don't think that part has hit me yet. Like, I'm still taking in, like, them just announcing my number and, like, accepting my trophies and doing the interviews. Like, I'm still playing that in my head. I'm sure when I come off from my celebrity high, which I don't know if I ever will, but once I come down from that, I'll think about the realizations about what, is to come next, and I'm sure when I see it, I, it'll just light a fire under it even more and just go back onto my celebrity high and be like, oh, my God, I still did it. Like, I did it. I'm so proud. So hopefully they choose a, big, a good picture and I can stare at it <laughs> forever. So hopefully um, it'll be good and it'll just be a good reminder of how hard I worked and all of my accomplishments for it. Awesome. Well, there you go. It is a fun thing. I'm not going to lie about that. It is fun. Um, Okay, so, Kaylin, we're being called to task here. You were alluding about some happenings that occurred during the show and then Stacy's special Mother's Day gift, but we we don't know what those happenings were about, and we have some listeners wondering if we missed it. (laughs) So so set us up. Bring us in. Okay, yeah, yeah, I did forget. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, listeners. Thank you. Who was that? Uh, Kelly. Thank you, Kelly, for, okay. for keeping Kelly, us yeah. uh, on track. Yeah, I should have put my post-it up and, and made that a goal to remember before uh, <laughs> the show ends. Um, that, like I said, it, when people are talking politics, it's so funny to me because, like, nobody knows except for the judges, and, which, and that's really the head judge. 
because that he's the one that tallies up the scores and everything else. So when Stacy and I had a chance to talk about her class win, we were just joking and laughing. And uh, one of the things she said as she was walking away was, hopefully I'll be back here with the overall. And I was just thinking, you know, what a great thing to think and what a great thing to say. And then I said, well, you know, it would be a great um, early Mother's Day present, now wouldn't it? And we both laughed and chuckled about it. And uh, I remember the videographer, uh, Nutrition Direct, does the live, I mean, uh, does the videos and, and puts all the editing on it and does a great job of doing that. That's part of uh, the wins when you win at the, the Chi-Town Showdown is there's a professionally done uh, interview space back there. And thankfully, both Des and I have been uh, blessed to be a part of that and uh, be part of that production. So it it was just so cute that she would say it not knowing. But, you know, just throw it out there and see, you know, what's going to happen. And I said, that's what competition is about. And it gave me goosebumps. And the videographer was just looking at me like, why do you, why was that so funny to you? And I was like, no, it's not funny. Like, in the, like you know, she must be nuts to say something like that. It was funny because she thought enough to say that, you know, everything was going well. And, and, and she said, you know, hey, why not think this way? You know, what, what what's the worst that could happen? And I was just so happy about that. And it was just so good to see. And I was just, you know, it just it's just one of those real moments that you basically put a check mark on because it was just one of those behind-the-scenes stories that you could talk about later if it does happen. Uh, Stacey, you want to say your side of it, and uh, we'll take it from there. Sure. I mean, like, you pretty much hit it on the head. I was not expecting to win. I mean, you have to have that mindset of, I could win, but you also have to have that mindset of, somebody else could take it, and you have to have that good sportsmanship and just accept it, move on. So you kind of have to think both ways. So you have to be kind of moderate with it. And I won my um, class, and I was super stoked about it. And I said, you know, could take the overall. Like, what's stopping me? There's nothing that says, no, you can't win. Like, you're done. So I just had to stay humble and tell myself that there's a chance that I could take this. So I had that mentality that I still had to battle it for the overall. I still had to do work. I wasn't done yet, and I didn't want to be done. So I had this mindset of, you know, hopefully I'll be back with the overall. This is what I set out to do, and I wanted it, and I fought for it. And lo and behold, I did it, and I went back for my second interview, and we talked about it, and it was just great. And I don't know what made me say it, but I just said, hopefully I'll be back, and I was, and it was just, it was great. Awesome, awesome. So now that uh, you've won the overall, um, oh, and Stacy's just popping in with a question that was on my mind. She wants to know what is next. She says bikini is blowing up and the ladies are bringing great packages to stage. Um, so where, do we, where are we going to see you next and who is your role model in natural bodybuilding? Well, for right now, I'm re- reverse dieting. Uh, my carbs were super low, so I'm trying to slowly work carbs back in. Um, a huge comment that I got from mostly every judge was to put on muscle in the quote-unquote bikini muscles, 
which is the glute, ham, tie-in, and shoulders. Um, since I am so tall, it's hard to put on muscle since I'm my frame is very lean, um, so it's harder for me to put on muscle. Um, so I'm taking a couple of months to try and work as hard as I can to put on that muscle. Um, they gave me comments of my stage presence and um, just being up on stage was really well. Um, so mostly everyone said just to put on muscle, keep doing what I'm doing, and um, just practice and work at, at it every day. So that's what I plan on doing. Um, hopefully my trainer will increase my carbs <laughs> um, slowly but surely <laughs> so I don't gain weight. Um, but I definitely want to put on muscle and compete. Um, I don't necessarily know if I'll compete again this year because it takes um, a while to put on muscle, a good amount at least. Yeah, so I definitely will be competing next year for sure. I don't know exact dates. Possibly at the end of this year. I'm not entirely sure yet. Um, it just kind of depends on how my trainer and I feel about my physique. Um, there's no point in doing a show if I know how I'm going to do already. If I'm not going to place well, there's kind of not a point to do it. Not saying that I can't, but I definitely want to bring my best package with my pro debut um, as I possibly can. So whenever that is, I'm not entirely sure yet. I would like it to be sooner than later because I'm impatient. But, I mean, it's, you just trust the process. It takes a while. Um, so I just plan on eating a lot and squatting heavy and lifting like nobody's business just to get back on stage and bring a better package than I brought at the Chi-Town Showdown. Um, as far as my role model, um, I just look to myself to bring the best package that I can. I competed in 2016, and I brought a better package than I did then. And I just want to keep beating the girl that I bring to the stage previously. So I don't, I mean, I look up to other people um, and look at how far they have come, but it, that's not my journey. I didn't start with them, and I'm not going to end with them. So I just look to myself, and I'm kind of my own motivation. I have weak points that I need to work on, and I feel like that's kind of what bikini is all about, is just bringing the best can possibly bring to the stage. So... No doubt. And I think we have a lot of athletes that, you know, feel that way. But then, you know, and then a lot of people take motivation from different places. Um, you know, sometimes it is another athlete. Sometimes it's a spouse or a boyfriend, girlfriend. Sometimes it's a child. Um, and, you know, a lot of times it is just that motivation of, you know, being better than you were the time before. So, you know, motivation can come from many different sources, and there is no wrong place right. to get it from. It's just the fact that you have it. Right. Yeah. Wow. Dad, look at you. Holy crap. <laughs> Wow. Um, I just, I'm just gonna let that one go. I don't even know. One of you, the greatest. Wow, huh? Hey, look at Desiree, huh? Got All right, Casey, back cry to Casey. Like I said, there were tough times. There, there were times where you had a lot going on, and you had help getting the stage and. uh 
it was really nice to see that shared moment and those shared times. And give those shout-outs and, you know, say thank you to the people that supported you. Sure. Well, definitely my family. Um, I, in order to teach, I had to move to Florida, and I'm originally from Chicago. So my family back home, I miss them tremendously, but they support me in every single thing that I do. Um, My mom, I sent her pictures along with my trainer of my weekly check-ins, and she would say, oh, my God, Stace, like, you look amazing. Like, I think you're ready now. And, you know, being a mom, a typical mom, and giving me that that extra push I needed on the days where I wanted to quit. And my brother has always been there. He's actually in Florida, too, a couple hours away, and I got to go lift with him a couple of times throughout my prep. Um, but my main shout-out would definitely be my little hey, run yeah. because he helped me meal prep every single week. He was my shoulder to cry on when I had those breakdowns. He was there to help me um, in the gym when I needed him. He was just like my overall biggest cheerleader. My probably favorite moment from the Chi-Town weekend was stepping off of the novice tea walk and just turning the corner and running to him and just hugging him because I nailed it and I knew I nailed it. And just like being with him, it was just such an amazing feeling that we did it together. Um, so yeah, cute and chappy, ew. Um, but he was definitely the one that was my biggest cheerleader in the whole sport. And hopefully we'll continue to do shows together and just continue to make memories and, so he is probably the biggest shout-out, but definitely family and friends who supported me and gave me that extra strength and everyone else in between because this sport is mm-hmm. tough, but if you have those supporters and that support system, you'll go far. It's definitely something that you can feel alone in, but you definitely need to find those people that you collaborate with and just mesh with and just have them help you all the way because it's not something that you want to tackle alone. Just make sure you have that support system that you can go to for Amen. help in those days where Freak. it's it's a struggle. But once you get through it and you do it, it's just an awesome feeling. So shout out to <laughs> all my cheerleaders and that support system. Thank you for everything. I I love the answers. I love the response. Stacey, thanks so much for being on the show. Um, I know the nutrition director will have the videos up soon so everybody can see what we're talking about. Like I said, they do a <laughs> right. professional job on it, and it's going to be awesome to, to share those moments. Uh, we will be sharing them to Midwest Muscle and uh, P2P Real Talk with Des and Kay. So, you know, guys, we're not saying something we won't share with you. We will have the videos since Des and I aren't in control of them. We basically have to wait just like you do. That's part of the process. Trust the process just like you do in your prep. <laughs> Stacey, once again, thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give a shout-out to Snickerdoodle because it's such a good friend. And uh, the alter ego has been changed. Now we have watermelon flavor. Pop rock. There's a musical note going in your mouth while you're getting your free workout. Yes. And it is just that good. Um, Des, any of the final thoughts? Nope. Just congratulations, girl. 
uh, earned. Thank you. Sounds like hard worked for, well deserved, and uh, we'll be looking for you in the future. Definitely, yeah. thanks. Yeah. You're welcome. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Congrats to Stacy Lynn. And, uh, guys, the competition season is just heating up, just heating up. So, hope to be hearing lots more stories and unique perspectives from uh, more winners coming up. I'm going to just throw this out there, Des, because, you know, I, I haven't seen Bonnie by Ivory on stage as a team in about three years. I'm sure they've done some shows, but they probably haven't been local. But that is a formidable team because he does a very good job in prep. I don't know how he can juggle that many competitors for one show, but he does. I know Lee does the same thing. It's not easy. It's not for everyone, just like competing. But there are people that can do it, and they do a wonderful job. So I would say in the future, as far as a team effort, be on the lookout for that, that team because they don't play around when they hit the stage. And like I said, they don't – like if they're not ready, he's not putting them on stage. He's not one of those pushover coaches that says, well, you know, you're doing this for your family, so, you know, we'll let this one slide. No, that's not how it works with his team. So, you know, if, if uh, they're not ready – well, I tell you, everybody that goes up against that team better be ready because the team trophy went straight to him in spite of everybody that was winning. There just wasn't enough in the groups to basically catch up with his placings because, like I said, other than Vince Mendotti and uh, who won the overall men's bodybuilding, no, Calvin won men's masters. Uh, and the, the, basically everybody else was going to uh, Body by Ivory. So he, he that should tell you with that kind of competition to have that many coming from his class. I mean, his team and his gym is, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So congrats to uh, body by ivory and all of your athletes out there. And, you know, we'll just keep watching and coaches, if yeah. you can congrats pull together, to yep, pull, pull together those numbers. I mean, it is, fun to be able to compete in teams and just to have that camaraderie on uh, that level as well. So we'll have a very team. awesome. We should, we should, except we don't have a team Midwest muscle coach. So it would just have to be like, you know, individuals that don't have a team, but just want to be under the Midwest muscle banner for a show. Now that could be fun. That could be fun. We'll definitely yes, have could. to look into that. Have yes, to look into will. that. But with that being said, um, I believe you already had your snickerdoodle shout out. Yes, I did. And I and will just have to say too. hashtag chocolate way for the win. Even though the fancy products, the snickerdoodle shout out and the pop rocks are great, you cannot forget the bread and butter flavors. They have stood the test of time and continue to be strong. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. So, on behalf of Kaylin, myself, and the boys from P4P Muscle, your body is a temple, so let's build it. Did I make a skin?